Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thunder, 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 thundercats, ho! Welcome back to the Thundercats Recap and Review, brought to you by the Radical Retro Rewind Podcast. As always, I am your host, Radical Ryan Hunter, joined by everyone's favorite brother, David. And we're doing our first two-parter episode, David. This is really exciting. This is the Feliner Parts 1 and 2, which was episode 29 and 30 of the original Thundercats series, airing October 31st, Happy Halloween of 1985, and November 1st of 1985. So you had to wait a whole day to see what happened after after the first episode aired. Thank you, as always, to the Thundercats Wikipedia for the synopsis and trivia we will be using. David returned to Vulture Man and the reveal of a new mutant, Rotaro. What do you think about these episodes so far? So last month, we saw an episode where Vulture Man was kind of a standout with Mumra, and now you see that again, Vulture Man seems to align himself with the more powerful the more, what he what he believes to be the the winning side it's you know what i mean so you see that and then you also see rotaro which opens up so many questions for me because mm-hmm. rotaro has the rat star which is a spaceship do the mutants have contact with plundar and they choose to not because honestly so here's the thing are the mutants sticking to sort of their unofficial mumra basically when he sunk their ship said you will not have contact with plundar and or are they happy that they are on third earth because they're the higher in the food chain as far as like the baddies because if you got all these other i'm sure there are much higher military or whatever you want to say from plundar that would 
like you know like essentially Retaro, yeah yeah essentially eclipse their little setup here so do they are they mm. just happy with the way they're set up because they referred to third earth as like disgusting primitive, and yeah. primitive and ridiculous which you know so that really brings up are the mutants just not communicating with planet plundar or did vulture man somehow just somehow reach out to retaro through some sort of communication he created I don't know. I was going to ask you the same thing, David, because we start off and there's two things that maybe possibly signify a time jump to me. The fact that Rotaro is there already with Vulture Man. They're flying, like David said, in the Rat Star. No explanation given. And also, the Thundercats are building a spaceship, like the Feliner. So I wonder if there was a time jump because the size of the Feliner, how would Panther be able to build this? Like It had to have taken a long time. So I don't know what happened in between our last episode and now because unless you said Vulture Man communicated with Rotaro somehow and he is working against the mutants because the mutants themselves don't seem too happy in a way after Rotaro comes back and we'll get into it. David has a great note about that. So I'm very confused myself. But Rotaro, the most powerful of the mutants warlords, comes to Third Earth and takes control of the mutants. Rotaro brings Snarfer, Snarf's nephew, with him after capturing him on the planet of the Snarfs. The Snarfers escaped! <laughs> I thought he was part of your plan, Rotaro! There's nothing funny about it! Oh, you fool! I let him escape! He will bring the Thundercats to me, and when they're here, the Rat Star will do the rest. How will he bring them here? <laughs> I can bring that Snarfer back any time I like. <laughs> Okay, David, so this is actually another big thing that we found out that during the destruction of Thundera, 43 Snarfs left and somehow formed their own planet, which I don't know how the Snarfs found their- Thundercats went off course, they got to Third Earth, and the Snarfs found a whole planet that they took over. So they managed to escape the demise of Thundera, and Snarfer said they came upon a planet that was uninhabited, but he also said that everything grows amazing there though it's a very fertile planet so we don't know how big the planet is we don't know maybe well yeah maybe it was a small planet maybe it's a small planet maybe it's maybe it's uh believe it or not maybe it might even be a moon that's orbiting around a larger planet you really don't know you know like we say like titan and whatever europa or like they have water on them you know things like that but so we're jumping around a little bit but we're basically what has a snarf possibly a snarf planet how'd you get here you're a snarf how how can that be Uh, one one question at a time uncle osbert yeah don't say that i hate that name no one calls me osbert uncle osbert i'm snarfer snarfer My nephew, Snarfer? That's impossible! It's true! But you were just a baby! Oh, Snarf, Snarf! I must be getting old! That was years ago! Snarfer! Snarf, 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 Snarf! But 
never call me Osbert, okay? I'm Schnarf, just Schnarf. Okay, Uncle Oz, Schnarf. But, but how'd you get here? And why are you wearing those bracelets? It's a long story, Uncle Schnarf. Well, we've got lots of time to hear it. <laughs> Wait till the Thundercats see you, <laughs> So Rotaro captures Snarfer. Y you see the interaction between Slide Monkey in and Jackal Man and how Rotaro basically puts them down, treats them like This garbage. is a cycle of abuse, David. This didn't start it, it, with it really, it really is. It really is. It really is. And then you see the plan that Rotaro's gonna send, like, release Snarfer. And you see Slive going after Rotaro, like, you're, you know, you, you let him go, you let him go. And you see Ultraman and Rotaro laughing, basically. Oh, I mean, really, yeah, laughing their asses off. So you find out in this episode as well that Rotaro is not having anything from these. He's basically putting them down. He's telling them, you, when I tell you to jump, you, I better see air. That's what he said. <laughs> My God, yeah. Stand to attention when you see me, underling. I'm going to say this once only. I am in command. You hear me? And when I say jump, I want to see air beneath your feet. You got that? We got it. I didn't hear that, mutants! You got that? We, we got, got it. it! You got it! What? We, we got, got it! it. <sighs> this better work, Vulture Man, or I'll have your feathers! When Slive says he's gonna go after Vulture Man, Vulture Man goes behind him, and Rotaro even kind of sets them in line again so i guess rotaro sees the uh, sees what vulture man can bring to the table with his technology at least yeah he so the other thing i wanted to point out is two things one rotaro definitely has that shredder sort yes, of like yes. ninja turtle sort of like knockoff what people would think that like asian samurai people would look like kind of thing it's uh, and he even has like that little like a like of what they what do they call it a fu, a fu manchu yeah sort of thing so it's very like you're giving me like hachiman sort of yes i i i saw the same thing that his garb is very asian inspired as well but it, but it, it's like a like it is like almost like a warlord. I mean, he so they yeah. He there's is a, a warlord, I know what you mean. There's like that chest. There's a name. I feel like there's a name for that. But I know exactly what it you're is. Talking we don't about. know. We're not. It's like very. It's slightly Attila the Hun esque sort of. Vibe. Yeah. I don't know. Without without the fur, I guess. But so anyway, just something I thought of. And then he tell he basically spills the beans that Slythe was a cook. Wow. He says, you, because wow. Sly stands up to him or tries to stand up, and he basically is like, You were better as a cook. <laughs> if you'd called me in before, the Thundercats would be finished by now, Vulture Man. <laughs> you know Sly, Rotaro. He never listens to me. <laughs> Sly. When he was in my command, he was in charge of the field kitchens. This time, at least, we've agreed on a plan. It will never work! Oh, yes, 
Yes, it will, you wretched snarfer. It will work, because you will be the bait that lures the Thundercats to their doom. Now, I have an important question for you, Ryan. Is that why Slythe is so critical of the food? Because <laughs> he knows what he could be doing. <laughs> he knows what he could bring, the spices he would have used. This is not fresh cumin. This is slime from the pit of despair. This is not sea salt, pink Himalayan sea salt. This is just salt that Snowmeow peed on. (laughs) This is from Hook Mountain, yes. So what is the cycle that they use the reptilian cooks? Still, maybe Slythe actually thinks reptilians are the best cooks out of all the mutants. There's something with that. There's something with that the reptiles are cooks. Because we've seen that in an earlier episode. You also find out that Snarp's real name is Osbert. He calls him Uncle Osbert. And what do you think of Snarfer? I think he's adorable. I know a lot of fans could barely take Snarf, unfortunately. Again, it's not us. We enjoy Snarf. But Snarfer is seen even more of a... Basically, it is Snarf's voice actor as well. And he's putting on like a lighter, younger voice. But I find him adorable, Snarfer. (laughs) Because he's this really loving nephew. I think this is the whole... People are doing the whole Scrappy-Doo, Scooby-Doo hatred thing. Yeah, they don't uh, like on, the, on yeah. poor Snarfer. It's so funny though because Snarf's name is Snarf. He goes Snarf, Snarf, I mean, Snarf. Yeah, I, I don't get it. So, and then can we just? I, I, I like Snarfer. I think he's adorable. I would love him because he would just be so loving and just he's he's learning. He's a, he's a he's a little Snarf. He's young. Yes. And you know what's really nice is you do see like their reunion and they hug, and then it kind of goes into where snarf is fantasizing about dancing oh, with a fe- yes. a female snarf out of nowhere like because he's talking about because again we're jumping all over the place but we snarf dance says randomly yes we dance on the planet no or we have dances just out of nowhere on the new planet of snarf and you're like david's right and snarf fantasizes about dancing to me with this female snarf and i didn't like the way the female snarfs look <laughs> i didn't trust them it looked too human <laughs> it looked like mumra trying to be trying to be a snarf oh my god david that is act a hundred percent it is mumra pretending to be a female snarf that is what it looked like yes but anyway that's what snarf fantasizes about who knew and the other thing you find out is a snarf he asks if there's a, another snarf that's that's alive that he owes fifth the guy owes him 50 50 thunder uh bucks I think he says 50, I wrote it down here, Thunder Dollars, Thunder, Thunderian Dollars. But David, I know he wants it, but what currency, unless the Snarfs are still using this money on this new planet, this is Thundarian currency. What is this going to do for him? Besides the he, fact he, he just, just like, he give he me just my wants- money. <laughs> Hey, Snarfay, baby, you better have my money, don't you worry. I said, hey. Well, listen, he has that Jaga commemorative coin. Yeah. And this, by the way, is the <laughs> the Snarf that he's talking about is called Snarf Eggbert. And we do see him in future episodes as well. But Snark Eggbert has Snarf's money. 
<laughs> I'll be honest with you. I if I thought that all of my friends and family and my race, I guess you want to say, like the human race was wiped out and then to find out that they're not would be a big thing for me. So I don't know if I would fantasize about dancing. I think I would be in <laughs> tears being, you know, knowing that that people that I love are still alive, but knowing how much time I lost with them. You know what I mean? So it's like, it's a combination. It's a kind of a bittersweet thing. If Tigra does mention, and this is after we see that Rotaro does have these gauntlets on Snarfer that are uh, magnified and he does get taken back because it is part of the plan. They want the Thundercats to follow to Castle Plundar. But Snarf said it's the worst day of his life. And Tiger says, but something good came out of it because you learned that people survived the explosion and that you're, you have other Snarfs out there. So you're right. Tiger did tell him to look on the bright side. Snarf survived. The race survived the explosion. That's a wonderful thing. The whole plan is they want the Thundercats to come to Castle Plundar. They have Snarfer as holding him captive. So again, we see the sight beyond sight is not working because Rotaro has this shield that's blocking the cameras at Cat's Lair. We see Wily Kit and Wily Cat going crazy because they're they're noticing something of following the, the Thunder Tank on the way to the Castle Plundar. Then their screens go off and then Sight Beyond Sight got a glitchy sound effect to it. It was it was going Grrr. So Rotaro's mutant technology is really something but that's not i mean it's not the first time the sword of omens was blocked by wasn't it safari joe's thing too or somebody which is so crazy that but here's the thing the difference in the technology i if you really want to get to the nitty-gritty is that the sword of omens in the safari joe one saw that there was something there he couldn't penetrate it there was like a force shield right there was some sort of energy that he could still see with the sword but didn't know it was inside it where what this behind just, it. Right. just wonked it out completely even the sound got distorted like batteries dying it reminded me of when you know in 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 our opening thing where you make it look like it's the like an old vhs tape exactly yeah. that's exactly it was glitchy and could not see behind it we also should mention that rotaro has two daggers with eyes on it that are evidently Rat's eyes. The rat's eyes. Is, yes, the rat eye that is equivalent to the eye of Thundera? Um, do you believe that? They seem to be very powerful. We even see him being projectile like the Rocket Man at one point with them. They boost him off the ground. But are they really equivalent to the eye of Thundera? Let's, let's kind of rewind a little bit. So they're going to they're going to save Snarfer. They realize that the the Rat Star, they finally get to realize the Rat Star is behind them after Wily Kit and Wily Cat are yelling at them to basically look up, look up. <laughs> you didn't sense that, Chitara? <laughs> they're sh- they're shooting at them. They're they're doing stuff. They're actually at some point do some sort of thing where they shoot these poles around the 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 Thunder Tank where it, it like disables the Thunder Tank. It's like what they have like in the cars like now days where they where they can turn off your engine sort of a thing mm. that's, so yeah that's chitara does shoot something down from the rat star and tiger's like good <laughs> tiger's shooting like, good? yeah and she has her arms crossed like yes i know well, she just call should. me when i'm needed again <laughs> <laughs> she's so good i can't get up. i mean really she's so fantastic. very powerful very powerful really powerful female character somebody that could definitely be looked up to 
This is nearing the end of part one. Rotaro launches two prolonged attacks on the Thundercats. He first blasts the tank with his Volcron cannon, which kind of makes like a... It looks like a whirlwind. And then he transforms ordinary bunches of rocks into a huge rock giant, which makes sense on Third Earth. I'm surprised this isn't natural to the <laughs> to the terrain, actually. As the Thundercats contend with the stony behemoth, Rotaro severely damages the Thunder Tank with one of his void chargers. Eventually, it takes a powerful energy blast from the Sword of Omens to damage the Rat Star and sends it plummeting to the ground. The cats then rescue Snarfer from Castle Plundar. So, inside the cat's lair, work on the Thundercat's latest vehicle, the Feliner, is nearing completion, but Panther reveals that the Feliner, which will be the Thundercat's first ship, well, first ship on Third Earth, anyway, with interstellar travel capabilities, is only lacking a hyperspace mega condenser, which is part of one of those Thundercat's bloopers. Lionel trying to say, let's get the mega condenser. Let's find the mega condenser. I'm saying that too fast. Let's find the mega condenser. Still going too fast. What's wrong, Lion-O? <laughs> oh, fuck, here it is again. <laughs> what's, what's here again? That thing, that, that mega thing. Want me to say it? Yes! The gloom on Panther's head is lifted upon hearing Snarf's idea of taking the part from the Rat Star. There must be something you can do to get this thing to fly, Panthro! I'm working on it, Osbert. <laughs> I'm working on it. Why are you so keen, Snarf? You said nothing would get you up in the feliner. I know, Lino, but Snarf, Snarf, I'd really like to see the planet of Snarfs. <laughs> you just want to collect your 50 Thunder Dollars, Uncle Osbert. <laughs> Very funny, Panthro, but we have to get Snarf for home somehow. Like I said, we need a hyperspace mega condenser. Without that, we're not going to have this feliner operational for a long time. I've got it! What? Oh, no. First, you have to promise never to call me Osbert again. Okay, Snuff. But it better be good. How about trying to get the parts you need from the wreck of the Red Star? Snuff! You may turn out to be a genius! <laughs> hey, Panthro, put me down! Well, what are we waiting for? Let's get to that wreck before the mutants repair it. Thunder, 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 cats! So this is the end of part one, David. Trivia for end of part one. We find out that Snarf's real name is Osbert, a moniker he greatly despises. Feliner is the only episode in the entire Thundercats series to be split into two parts. The other episodes that are multiple storylines consist of five parts. Ooh, they going from two to five. This episode introduces us to Snarf's younger nephew, Snarfer. It also shows a glimpse of the planet of Snarf's, as well as Snarf Egbert, who owes Snarf money, and an unnamed Snarf female. Snarf Oswalt is only mentioned as well. This episode also introduces the new mutant, Rotaro. We learn from his first episode that the mutant leader, Slythe, was in fact a cook in the mutant field kitchens under Rotaro's command on Plundar. The giant the giant rock that Rotaro creates using the molecular mutator is identical to the design of the rock giant that is featured in the rock giant. The only difference being 
the color of the two giants. And then the communication disruption that the vehicle on the Thunder Tank screen is the same animation that was utilized in the earlier episode Spitting Image. Hear the roar! The Thundercats are here! Thundercats! Oh! A team of brave and bold superheroes. Meet Chitara the Quick, as clever as she is at present. Chitara is unafraid of a challenge. Maybe that'll teach you to monkey with a Thundercat. Chitara the Quick, one of the mighty Thundercats. Don't miss the action. Oh! Thundercats! Weekdays at 5 on WRLH TV 35. Introducing the evil mutant warriors, Rattaro, Vulture Man, Groom the Destroyer, battle against Lion-O and the new Thundercat allies, Hatchy Man, Snowman, Tusco Warrior, the battle is on for the Sword of Omen. Thunder, 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 Figures and vehicles each sold separately from LJN. Thundercats live! Thundercats live at Madison Square Garden. All your favorite TV superstars in person. An extravagant adventure with the high-flying Silverhawks. See Gumby and Pokey. Music and excitement with the dancing street frogs. Your family will love the amazing Thundercat. The fun-loving Karate Cat. The high-flying space-age Silverhawks. Don't miss Thundercats live now through October 11th. Only at Madison Square Garden. Tickets now at the Garden Box Office. Ticketron and Teletron. When we last saw Lion-O, Lord of the Thundercats, he fought off the Ratstar, the battlecruiser of the mighty mutant warlord, Rataro. When he had defeated Rotaro and the Rat Star, Lion-O freed Snarf's long-lost nephew, Snarper, kidnapped from his home on the planet of Snarf's and brought to Third Earth by evil Rotaro. Will the Thundercats be able to defeat Rotaro and return Snarfer to his home? Or will Rotaro rally the mutants and drive the Thundercats from Third Earth forever? Okay, so now we open with part two of the Feliner. We get the recap. We find out that there is Snarf's little nephew and that they need the part from Rotaro. And you did mention it, I noticed as well, we did get another bungler reference because Rotaro calls... Slive a bungler? Or no, the whole I think the whole group. Ah, a sitting target, and you bungled it! Call yourself a gunner! You do better back as a cook! So Mumra's, Mumra's catchphrase is, is catching on, or the writers really thought bungler was the best word for... They ain't cursing here on Third Earth. We bungling. We bungling everybody up in here. You mother bungler. <laughs> so 
I love that Panthro loves teasing Snarf over his name. Because we see it a few times, especially near the end of last episode and the beginning of this episode when they recap. He kind of, he gets a real kick out of it. And he says, you sure you don't want to get to the planet of the Snarf to get your money back, Snarf? Not just to drop your nephew off with on the feline so I do like that. So we pick up and the mutants run out of the crashed ship, David, and they hide from Rotaro. Vulture Man, though, ends up saving them. Did you notice that? They basically slide, basically stands up to Rotaro, and then... Sure, I mean, yeah, they that's right. I should, they yeah. got out, they got out of the ship because they didn't want to explode in it and they didn't want the Thundercats to come after them. Because they ran like, I mean, they ran like they were on fire. So then you have it where Slive and the mutants basically tell Rotaro, oh, you're so great. You're so great. Well, look, look what happened. Your rat star was so amazing. See what happened to you. So then he uses his sword, which he crosses to make like these X's. And they basically start, it, it, it engulfs them in an energy field that starts crushing them. He's like, you're killing me. Uh, and then Vulture Man says, I need some manpower to help me with take, take care of this ship. So you need to not kill them. Otherwise, they would have been dead. So was that Vulture Man actually trying to save them? Because Sly just told him he was in deep crap. Or was it just he was just using them because he knows? I, I want to say it's part of their, you know, maybe he likes Jackal Man and, and Monkey in a little. <laughs> Interspecies, you mean? Maybe he feels like they're friends to him and Slythe was just part of the group, but Slythe is what allowed Slythe, him. I find out that he's just bitter. Now I know why. <laughs> now where we get, he gets his, Where he gets his ferocity from, or his... He's just a bitter Betty. He just suffers from BBS. Now, BBS could be for a man or woman. So my BBS, when I call it, is bitter bitch syndrome or bitter <laughs> bastard syndrome. So they, he suffers from BBS. Because he could have been Julia Child, but now he's controlling an army of mutants instead. Julia Child presents the Chicken Sisters. A lot of people are just so scared of any recipe they see that says sugar syrup or caramel. And they no, I won't do anything like that. For instance, you've got to have developed what the French call je m'en foutisme, or I don't care what happens, the sky can fall and omelets can go over all over the stove. I'm going to learn. I shall overcome. And whatever. So, anywho... <laughs> So, the mutants crawl out of the crashed spaceship, the Rat Star. Slide is quick to criticize Rotaro, holding him solely responsible for the defeat that they suffered at the hands of the Thundercats. This does not sit well with Rotaro. And a display of the rat's eyes, daggers. Again, did it have to be rat's eyes? I like the, the design on the Rotaro you know, swords because they are eyes, but they rely too much on cat's eyes. The, you know, like, I think they try to, like, keep everything almost unison on this, but the Eye of Thundera should be... This is why my husband and I do not see eye to eye on <laughs> on design, because I am of the, of the generation where, or that sort of thing, where I like everything to be cohesive... Unison. Okay, yeah. Monochromatic. I like that kind of stuff where he likes to mix and match. Like, I'm like, you can't put that piece of furniture because it's m too modern compared to that in the same room because it doesn't look right. And he's like, oh, no, and just do this and it'll be fun. So, yeah. 
I'm what I'm picturing Beetlejuice's the the Deets's no, furniture. Oh no, nothing like that. Nothing like that. I am basically I like more of a matchy matchy. I like things monochromatic. I like even numbers. Two candlesticks spread out perfectly. Not two over here, one there. I am less eclectic in that sense. So you like a shared universe where eyes are powerful, basically. <laughs> No, I like I like that it's the cat's eye, the cat's lair, the the, the cat's underoos, the cat's glass. <laughs> well, we know that's good for merchandising, like we said, yes. for one day. One day, Panther will make some money. I like the fact that I just like it. I don't know. That's just me. Anyway, I'm off on a tangent. The rat's eyes daggers power is significant enough to change Slide's mind. Following Rotaro's orders, the mutants quickly piece together a mutant tank. Now again, the mutant tank. Oh yeah, you're right. The mutant tank. The mutant tank. And they haul the rat stars wreck all the way to Castle Plundar. And their little hand clamps were literally hands. I, like I love that, that. Attached to the. I want those. To the rat star. I want those for my kids. They start running away. Clip. It's like, it is almost like the uh, the lion o claw shield. It was a little tiny tank. It really, though, must have been powerful to haul that rat star ship that is humongous. Well, they also he also made the monkey and Jacqueline and Sly pull as well. Like, we're not off the hook. Oh, oh my god. You know what, though? I like when the mutants can get a little a bit of their um, britches taken down a little. Down a peg. Because they enslaved, we saw they enslaved the brute men and left them in that no, room. No, that's totally, that's totally true. But I just feel like, out of all of them, I feel like... Jackalman. Jackalman is the, is the, is the l- least... Evil? Aggressive? Aggressive? And I think Slyth is just pure, unadulterated bitterness and anger. Because now we know that he was an unsatisfied cook. He was an unsatisfied cook! Oh, I, I feel I feel Monkeyan is... A thinker, evidently! A philosopher! Monkeyan <laughs> is, is part brute and part stupid, but also part, like, you know, he has his moment. Because he, he calls Slyth a, <laughs> a sexist. Sexist, yeah. So sexist pig. And then you have Vulture Man, who's just Vulture Man, who is an is a intellectual, but he's a coward. I don't know. I think he is more of a coward, though. Yes, I think out of all, they all are cowards, but I think he is more of the coward. Maybe because he thinks a little more. Maybe he's already thinking. This actually, this is so off the cuff, but. Thundercats Roar, the recent canceled reboot, as I always like to bring up. They, I think Jackalman is like that, because even in this show, David, they showed that <laughs> there was a battle. It was so stupid. And the Thunder, the Thundercats and the mutants all go home, and Jackalman got into the wrong car, and he got into the Thunder Tank, and he just pretended to be a dog for them. They didn't speak. And he waited, <laughs> he wated for weeks and they were they were he was like oh look at the cute dog look at the cute dog and he's like i can't in his head he's like i can't believe i got into the wrong car so he kind of just was going along with it and they but the mutants were missed him too which was nice again it doesn't have continuity in this but it kind of shows that jackalman was willing just to be a, a dog for the thundercats for a little while in this cartoon but back to the real deal you know the mother show the real thundercats as the thundercats drive out to retrieve the hyperspace mega condenser from the rat star snarf confides in snarfer that he's thinking about joining snarfer when he leaves for the planet of the snarfs uh- 
Tell me more about the planet of Snarfs, our home. Our home? No, Uncle Snarf. You got a home right here in Cat's Lair. And as for the planet of Snarfs, let's face it, I'm never gonna see it again. We'll get you home, Snarfer. And maybe I'll come with you. Oh, oh, you will, Uncle Snarf. You, you mean you'd leave the Thundercats? Lino's grown up now. He doesn't need a nursemaid like me. Sometimes I feel as if I'm just in the way. Oh, you love it on our planet, Uncle Snarf. Besides, I want to collect that 50 Thunder dollars Snarf Oswald still owes me. He says that he's unneeded, David, but if anything's proven leading up to this is he's not. And Lion-O does need him. I agree, I agree. He does say that Lion-O is all grown up now, but I don't think that that's, that's too true. What the mutants and the Thundercats don't know is that Mumra is quietly keeping abreast of all the proceedings from within his pyramid and plans to use the Mega Condenser as bait for the cats. So, the Thundercats need a Mega Condenser for their spaceship. And those mutants uh, don't even know they've got the part the Thundercats need. Ancient spirits of evil transform this decayed form to Mumbra, the ever-living! Yeah! If I can get hold of this mega-condenser, the Thundercats will have to come to me! Finish them for once and for all! So yes, you thought we were going to be Mumra free? Oh no, he heard Rataro came into town. He's at his viewing pool. Did he say, was this approved? Was Rotaro's plan approved by me? No. Were those plans approved by the HOA, the Black Pyramid HOA? Nope. So we see that he transforms into Mumra the Everliving just so he could beat the Thundercats and the mutants to get the Mega Condenser. So I love again... Mumra's viewing them all the time that he picked up on this keyword. Oh, they need a mega condenser. Whatever that is. I know exactly where it is. I'm going to go get it. And I'm going to stop them. Do you feel now that we're pretty deep into the Thundercats now? It only took almost two years. Mumra <laughs> is... Oh my god, have we been doing it for that long? But almost. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, <clears throat> We we swear this will end. We swear we'll we'll get through this series. We this we we, we really honestly, if we were smart, we would definitely drag this out until the new Thundercats movie comes out. The movie, and- yeah. God, we probably got another two years for that. So yeah. <laughs> so people who are listening, that's how it is. Okay, we are finally going to be. In the right place at the right time. You're right. Maybe we can wrap it up right as it's coming out. 
Oh my god, that would be amazing. Would Our be luck amazing. will 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 go through. We'll probably do double, triple episodes to get through it, and then they'll be like, "Oh, and by the way, um, because of production issues, we're putting it off for another five years." Yeah. Oh my god. Well, then everyone's gonna have every Thundercats episode to hold themselves tight with. That's terrible. We need to stop. People are gonna be like, "This is about Thundercats, not about you people." Oh. Is it not? It's your, it's your oh, name. So Mumra gets pissed because he wasn't part of the plan. Basically, you're right. So, but my, my what I was gonna say is, don't you feel that Mumra is not as powerful after looking that you thought he was? I'm starting to feel like that. He's still ominous and scary and cuckoo for cocoa puffs, but I still I'm not seeing right now as of now. And again, for those who are bigger who have for never bigger watched than he's talking, like he's more talk than anything you're saying. But is it because of his personality? Because he's he's. Or is it because he really needs a lot of time to recharge in the pyramid? Like, does time go by, a long period of time go by in Thundercats world that yes. you don't see Mumra because he's needing to rest for long, long periods of time in the in the sarcophagus? That is what I really, in my head, I think, David. And I think, again, there was a, definitely a time stretch for them to be able to build this, this spaceship. And then maybe this is when he woke up. <laughs> I hate to say it, but maybe he woke up during the second episode and he realized the plan that was happening. So yeah, maybe because he, he was- does in the in the beginning, he does say you're the one who interrupted my rest. Yeah, my slumber. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I was sleeping on the sleep number bed. I had the magic <laughs> number. <laughs> Originally on a commercial for Lindsay Wagner, the bionic woman, selling it. Oh, you don't know that woman? <laughs> I still have her leg here. <laughs> yeah, it's next to two and Tiny's hairspray. I love week. the bionic woman. I love the epi- uh, My God, we're, I'm totally not the remake. You didn't. Did you? <laughs> I love the bionic woman, and I love the episode with the fembots. We have to do that. The oh, two-parter. <laughs> Oh, maybe we could do that then. We could do a two-parter on the main channel. On the main whatever episode. That's a good TV thing. Fembots and like the return of the Fembots or something. (laughs) I'm going to write that down. Return of the the Return of the Driller. When the Thundercats arrive at the mutant's fortress, they immediately come under attack from the mutants driving the Mutank. While the Thundertank and the Mutank lock their metallic horns, Lionel sneaks into the Ratstar wreck, but is shocked to see that Mumra has the Mega Condenser. The Mega Condenser should be right here. It's gone. Someone must have got here first. <laughs> What you want? Give me that condenser, Mumra. It's no use to you. <laughs> You're wrong. Well, I can use anything that will foil the Thundercats.
After a brief scuffle, Lionel manages to get Mumra to drop the piece of equipment and flee. This is my favorite. He manages to attach himself to Mumra, who don't even know that he's pulling Lionel while he's flying back to his pyramid for a while, until Lionel shimmies up the line and climbs onto Mumra's back. No wait? I guess Mumra really is strong enough that he ain't feeling a Lionel's weight. But then he says to- <laughs> I love this actually. Today is yours, but tomorrow will always be Mumra the Ever-Livings. Curse you, Thundercat, and that sword of yours. Today is yours, but tomorrow shall always belong to Mumra the Ever-Living. Yeah! The condenser. It fell around here somewhere. He gave up really easy this episode, David. Yeah, I kind of feel like he wished his heart really wasn't in it. No, right? But he, you like, know oh. what he said? Okay, but there's another part where he says, cue charmed moment with the Nexus, where the, yeah. where the sisters are more powerful in the house. He says they'd have to come to his pyramid. They have to come to him. Do you feel like he's more powerful in his pyramid? Yes, because is, I think... Is the Nexus... Is the Nexus under the pyramid? I think you're right. I think he does have his full advantage there. He get he could probably call upon more power while he's there, closer to the signal of the the AT and T, T Verizon T Mobile signal, the hot spot. And then Rotaro <laughs> steps in, but he is defeated. He has five G in the pyramid. He has five G <laughs> in the pyramid. He's finally gone five G in the pyramid. He got a free phone from Verizon. Rotaro is defeated by Lionel. The victorious Thundercats return to the cat's lair with their hard-earned prize, the Mega Condenser. As Panthro, Chitara, Wily Kit, and Wily Cat prepare to return Snarfer to the planet of the Snarf, Snarf reveals that he too will join Snarfer, shocking them all who are present. What's the matter, Snarf? I might as well tell you all. Tell us what, Snarf? I'm... I'm not coming back. You're not coming back? I'm going to stay with Snarfer on the planet of Snarfs. You mean you're going to visit, to see your friends? No, Panthro. I'm going to stay there forever. You're going to leave us? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Snarf, you can't mean it. I do, Lionel. I'm an old Snarf now. You, you don't need me anymore. <laughs> best to be with my family. Snarf, snarf. But we do need you, Snarf. I've made up my mind. If we're going, we have to go now. Otherwise, we'll miss our orbital targets. Goodbye, Lionel. Bye, Snarf. I'll miss you.
However, Snarf changes his mind as soon as the feliner lifts off and decides to stay on Third Earth after all. Lionel started to cry as he pulls away. I, I really loved well, that. Well, because he loves him. He loves him and it was so abrupt. But It was very abrupt. I want to go back for a minute. I want to go back to the showdown between the Rat Eyes and the Eye of Thundera. Yes. Which we completely cut out. Yeah, I see it. You see, it's all about Mumra. It's all about Mumra, and it went to us, I think. So yeah, there's a showdown Rataro between Rataro using the rats, the rat star, and, I mean, the, the, the rat eyes, and he traps Lionel in the same crushing, like, energy that he was using on the mutants, and the Sword of Omens falls, and Lionel, do, the, Lionel doesn't do his normal ceremonial, Sword of Omens, please come yes. to my hand. He was like, he was like, Sword hand! Like, yes! <laughs> he orbed it, yeah. And then what I can only be described as a hoedown because he said ho, 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 <laughs> like so many hoes to call upon more power from the Sword of Omens. He did it like three or four times, right? <laughs> this, the, Am I missing that? He did have a hoedown. He did have a hoedown. And you also get a part where you see him, the animation is different in this part. Yes, I did notice that too. It was even the up-closes of Lionel. They were very Ren and Stimpy, I would say, uh, highly, highly detailed yeah, close-ups like the, like the... of their face. Although it wasn't it wasn't hor- horrific like it would be on a Ren and Stimpy. Lionel well, Mumra's. A... Remember that one with Mumra? Oh, that was gross. <laughs> he was very batchy, so... <laughs> David, I think you might have a biggest bungler for today's episode. Well, today's episodes of the biggest bungler. You bungler! Once again, you have failed. You bungled it! Who's bungling? I want to know who you think is the biggest bungler. Honestly, I know Mumra wouldn't give himself a bungler, but I want to say Mumra literally just throwing it down and going, You've got me this time, but tomorrow will be mine. (laughs) Sorry, Mumra. Sorry, I love you. But I think that was the biggest bungler. We didn't even need that moment, honestly. That whole section. We have to establish bungler rules at some point and well radical ones thundercats fan if you want to give us perimeters too because it is is a is a bungler up kind of like i i think i did in last month's episode is bungler the plan is bungler just a person can they be multiple bunglers i think you can yeah whole, i think you can, can be the whole multiple. episode can the whole episode be a bungle yes a whole episode okay. could be a bungle i think a person could be a bungle and a plan can be bungled so we need to we need to so biggest bungler for me, Mamra definitely, but I don't think it was a bungler. I think his heart wasn't in it. I just think he didn't care. Or maybe he was like, yeah, running he just wanted to beat in. I think, like you said, be in the action for a moment and just be like, well, I'm here. Hello. I'm going to say the biggest bungler. It shouldn't be that hard because we always have criticism because we're bitter bitches. Now I'm only, 
Well, well, didn't you did you say Retaro because he was too cocky in his plans? Yeah, that's what I believe. I I originally when we talked about it, I feel like Retaro bungled the whole thing. Because the mutants really had nothing to do with. I mean, they were just side characters. No. They helped. I think I'm gonna say Retaro is the biggest bungler because of his cockiness. Because he didn't. He thought that he was basically invincible. Yep. And when you when you think that you're so amazing and there's no chance, that's when chance, you know, chance comes and gets you. Yeah. So I'm going to say that. But I would encourage any of our listeners to definitely, definitely tell us parameters for bungling. Tell us who you think the bunglers are. Go back to previous episodes and and see who you think the biggest bungler is. And if it's Ryan, say it's Oh Ryan. my god, yes! But if it's me, you cannot blame me. You cannot bungle the bungalow! We, I mean, we've bungled. I've listened to a previous podcast and realized that we said something wrong, or we didn't say the right name, or we did something out of sequence. Or... In our head, it sounds good when we're doing it. So we're bungling still. We're, we're, we're bunglers. We're bunglers. You're forever going to hear mistakes that you made, and then you're like, oh... I know that that wasn't right, but at the time it, sem- it sounded so beautiful. I w- uh... <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. We should have them vote on, if anybody wants to, on, on the episode itself. Did we bungle it? And matter of fact, if anyone wants to go back, like David said, and give us previous bunglers, we will read it in future episodes of the show. Any comments that you want to leave for us on YouTube, Instagram, we will read on the show. Tell us who you think is a bungler. Do you like the bungler game? Are we the bunglers like David said? And are we? <laughs> I've known to bungle a lot, you know, but nobody's Well, I got to tell you, the only trivia for this episode, David, was that it was a two-parter and that it did have a recap unlike other episodes in the series. And that there was a new mutant vehicle, the Mutank, which makes its debut, but is never seen again. And then strangely, the final scene from the previous episode featuring Lionel, Panthro, and Snarf is featured in this episode. But the middle of it, instead of the start, I noticed that. That's when Snarf says that something about he was thinking about going back or whatever. And and that's when Panther said, you just want your money. So they did replay that scene. They did, actually. I noticed that, too. I just thought it was bad editing. Yeah, or they needed to maybe fill some time. So, Thundercats fans, that was our first two-parter. Thank you so much for joining us this month. As always, we will be back with new episodes of the Radical Retro Rewind podcast, new every Friday, and the last Friday of every month will be two double Thundercats episodes. You can always reach David at Universal Appeal 2020, all one word, and the Radical Retro Rewind podcast, all one word as well. Thank you, everybody. Goodbye. Goodbye. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. 
Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.